uh, it is a new year. And I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, what are you going to be doing differently in 2017? This may sound so corny, but I'm really going to try to proactively cultivate internally my appreciation for other people and a desire to commune with other people. I, you know, I don't. Yeah, you weren't kidding. Post that doesn't sound corny. <laughs> no, I, I know it does. I know it does. But you know, I, I um, I don't post on Facebook very often, but I did post on Christmas Day, and I like did some research getting ready for my post. I was looking for a particular quote from Rabbi Hillel and a quote from Jesus. I really started to feel this, like you know, we may have to proactively be, you know, reaching out to other people, connecting. You know, we can complain about people being really mean to other people or dismissing other people and these lines between us. But, you know, the only way to really combat that is, is in our own lives, like more proactively connect with people. And I I just, I I found that feeling strong in me over the past couple of days and I want to keep that going. Wow. I like that. Thank you, Chris. I like that. I want to know what Reels thinks. (laughs) He's listening right now and he's like, rolling his eyes. (laughs) <laughs> Always wanting stuff and doing stuff and thinking stuff. I hate it. <laughs> oh, listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the last listen episode. The live episode. <laughs> Trisha, what about you? What are you going to be doing differently? Two things. One, I'm totally going to go local. It's in, in line with things you've over the food wise or news wise or. Um, just really, I'm going to try to. Th- I'm going to get really connected to being in the city that I am, that I live in. Like I'm, I'm really happy that I live in Los Angeles. I'm really happy that I live in California. I really want to get to know all the aspects of um, the city and the state. Um, so I want to, I want to try to get into some local politics stuff. I want to try to enjoy all the things that the city has to offer. I do generally, but I want to do that more. So I like, I want to see, I want to just sort of soak up what all the valuable things that are in Los Angeles because I think it's, I, I don't know, I feel like this real sense of love and appreciation for some of the sort of things that our state has said and some of our representatives have said and just and just sort of honoring the diversity of California, the great things about here, the great food, the great people, all of that. I just really want to sort of, I want to dig deeper into that. I want to really get into all the things that are here and um, take advantage of that. And in terms of the other thing is um, consumption. My media consumption is going to change a lot. I really want to stay up. Obviously, we're doing this podcast. I feel like there's a real need to stay up, but I don't want to. I don't want to stay up using the traditional channels anymore. Like I, I have, I, I, I feel like to, you mean stay up to date, not stay awake. Stay up to, yeah, no, stay up to date. Sorry, okay. yeah, I don't know. I don't want to stay up to date using um, traditional channels of communication anymore. Say like your New York so just Times. Facebook. You're just gonna use Facebook. No, say like whatever, your... whatever shows up in your feed. I'm just kidding. Nope, I know, right? No, 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 New York Times, no LA Times. None of those kinds of things are going to be the the um, the news of record for me. I just, I really want to go and try to find. Um, I've actually. I actually saw um, a recommendation of kind of magazines and things to begin to stay alert and up, up to date on things. And some of them were really, some of them are really actually local, local to certain spaces. So just as much as I'm going to stay local in LA, I want to read some of the things that have been written. There's like a really interesting leftist magazine that's from the Midwest or da da da. I just, I think I want to just consume really um, participatory 
news sites and I don't want conglomerate news. Like I don't want news to package to me in in the way that newspapers are doing it. I just have little, I have no interest in that anymore. Mm-hmm. So well, enjoy those non-conglomerate news sources while they exist. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be around for very long, but I just I feel like I feel a need for that. That's my way of trying to stay connected to the people who are actually sort of on the ground. Mm-hmm. sourcing people sourcing real people like mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to get that like i want to understand that i don't know if i'm gonna be able to connect to someone in some other space but i want to at least be able to um connect to the information that that can be consumed so that's my that's that's what i'm going to do differently next year yeah i have a combination of what both of you are saying one i go vegetarian <laughs> 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 no I enjoy. I will help you out, bro. No, I got you. No, absolutely not. I I have been. Let me tell you something, Jason. Since you told me you were vegetarian, I've been eating twice as much meat just to make up for what you're not eating. (laughs) Can I just say, I you know, when I was in New York, I tried to get Chris. I bought like a ton of fruit because like I eat a lot of fruit now. I could not get Chris to take one bite of one piece of delicious. No, fruit. I told him when he left, he got all that fruit out of my fucking house. But what, uh, what I'm going to do? How long have you that... known Christopher? Dear Lord, I, you no, get I know. fruit. I know. I tried. He was pretending he like he was trying to get me to eat meat. It's just a thing between us. Like it doesn't stop. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm going. So I want to connect with people more. And but the thing is, I'm not. I don't want to connect with people through Facebook this modern world allows us to use Facebook to quote unquote, keep in touch with people and quote, and wait to quote unquote, (laughs) how many quotes are in there? It allows us to keep in touch with people. And I just, you know, after the election, kind of what you were saying, Jason, it sort of like just showed you like there was a real division in people's opinions and people sort of like shouting each other in 120 characters or less. We weren't bridging a divide. And so I, I know the day after the election, I did nothing. But the day after that, I posted uh, what I called new rules. I stole it from Bill Maher. <laughs> you know, Without I posted knowing. new rules on Facebook and there are five new rules that I was like, this is this is just how I'm doing business from now on. And the first rule was that like, I use Facebook the way that I want to use Facebook. I want to trade stories with people who are like-minded. I'm going to defriend you if you like Trump or whatever. But I was like, this isn't an invitation for us to stop being friends. I was like, if you disagree with that or you think I'm being whatever, call me. Like, let's talk about that. Like, I want to. I want people to come to the table, um, my friends, my family, people I barely know, and just trade ideas. And I think there's not enough of that happening face-to-face. So I really want to try and get back out into my life. I have like 550 or 600 Facebook friends, and maybe I see six of those people regularly. And then maybe I talk to six of those people regularly and the rest are like family or people I don't talk to very much. I want to change that. Um, What Trisha, what you said about going local, like, yes, I've been really reading up on how like the city of New York works and like my city council members, members, I know some city council members and uh, I've just been reading up on like what it is that they do. And I'm going to kind of reach out and see if I, maybe if I can't, maybe not get involved because I have a lot going on, but I just really want to learn how the government works and what they're doing all day. <laughs> and then lastly, in 2014 and 15, I was like running around the world, having a really great time. And that kind of came to a halt this year. 
in February, I went to Brazil and I got really sick. And I can say now that I was really traumatized by the experience being so far away from home, not speaking the language and being unable to take care of myself. It's a whole wild story how I even survived that. But I, I think I've been feeling the trauma of that over for so many months and it's just time to get over it. I, I want to get back out there. The world is changing. And as much as I want to understand what's happening on the ground level here in New York, I want to understand what's happening in other places. And there's the only way to figure it out is to go there and, and look around and to talk to people. So uh, those are my plans for the year. Cool. In spite, I, mm-hmm. you know, it just gets more and more interesting that trip to Brazil. You just looked fantastic while you were in Brazil and yet you were experiencing trauma. It's- and that's the power of Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, like that, that kind of underscores what I was saying. Like, I mean, anyone who's listening to this, who's friends with me, like, call me. Let's talk about my trip to Brazil. If you look on Facebook, I went to waterfalls. I had great food. I looked fucking incredible in a bikini. Like, this <laughs> very brief sort of, like, number. So why didn't fantastic. you do that, though? But why didn't you use Facebook to communicate about what you were actually experiencing? Because I know so many people on so many different levels. And although I can talk about it now, like, in the moment, like, I just kind of felt pressure not to be so heavy on a vacation. You know, I was already getting so much hate because I travel so much and people are like, oh, I'm so jealous. And oh my God, you look so great in that bathing suit. You know what I mean? So like, it was already like really. But that would have undercut the whole idea because I think that's why people are annoyed by folks who travel is they only ever take the picture and talk about the fabulousness. They don't talk about all the challenges of traveling. I mean, that was one of the things that I, you know, when I did a lot of the traveling, I aimed to kind of do that too, which is that it's really stressful. Sometimes you're in places where you feel really isolated and alone. Like travel is not the end all be all. It's actually, you can create a fantasy on Facebook. It can be a lot of work. But it's a lot of work to travel. It really Mm -hmm. is. Especially traveling alone. Yeah. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of responsibility. And like a lot of things can go wrong. And when they're going wrong. And does. (laughs) And And when they go wrong, like not to be like dramatic, there's moments where you're like, "Um, can I get home? Like, is this the moment when I can't return home? How do I, how do I get out of this situation? You know, in America, most of us, you know, feel like even the black ones among us, most of us feel like, you know, if you, if you take out the right credit card or you whip out your cell phone, you can make, you can affect some sort of change that doesn't work overseas all the time. You know, no one's impressed by my American express. No one's impressed. Like my phone doesn't even work the way it does here. I can't speak the language. Like I'm at the mercy of a lot of forces. But I think the other side of that in your defense, I think are kind of what you're alluding to, like Facebook, I feel like for a lot of people, it's the same thing as like when someone asks how you're doing, it's like, inappropriate to actually say if you're not doing well i feel like for a lot of people facebook i mean when people are real about like i'm going through some tough thing unless it's like something that's objectively tough like you know you had a loss in your family Mm -hmm. i feel like some people respond like why are you saying this stuff on facebook like don't talk and i'm definitely a person i'm i look away when people (laughs) post stuff (laughs) when people post on facebook like i do i'm part of the problem you are. You're part of the problem. We spent this whole last month talking about Facebook and the downfall of sort of thoughtful, critical analysis. And you've just now explained that when people get real on Facebook, you look away. <laughs> but but because I in my this is the thing. I don't think Facebook is for that. If I want to tell you something personal, Jason, right, then I want to talk to you about it, like either on the phone or in person. Like, I don't want to do it 
that way or in an email, like something that's individual to us. I don't, I don't need the that, public. But that's forum. about you though. That's about you because I've seen people, people can use Facebook in a way the the tool and the technology is there. What you're expressing is your own discomfort in revealing things that are really happening to you because people I've seen people <laughs> Am I being live. very revealing. This yeah. Segment? <laughs> I mean, like I've seen people go live. If you go live and you're talking, you could have, listen, you could have gone live you can be like, listen, I'm in Brazil and I am having the worst time ever. It is so weird. And you could have just had a moment. I've seen that. People do that all the time. Uh, you know, so it's like, I, I, I think the medium can allow it. I just, it's whether you are going to allow yourself to be that fully naked well, to multiple I think that people. Th- this is a, um, there's a lot in here. I think that this is the challenge with social media. I mean, we could just cancel it as Chris has suggested, but mm-hmm. we, we don't have... Even now, even though some of these media have been around for a while, like email, it's still the case that like there's not quite a common etiquette. And so I think what you're saying, Trisha, is totally true. Like different people use it differently, but there's not really an agreed upon way. And so, yeah, like some people feel more comfortable using it in some ways than others. Some some people feel more comfortable seeing certain kinds of postings as opposed to others. It's just not – I mean, again, it's like widely accepted – that if someone asks how you're doing, for better or for worse, like we say, I'm good, how are you, right? Like something to that effect. Again, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but like that's just, there's... That, 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 that behavior. Yeah, that it's behavior. a norm. It's a social it, norm. And it on, baffles the Dutch, which I, I enjoy. The Dutch don't understand. <laughs> but like Facebook, they don't behave that way, Facebook which is great. Is we don't, we haven't, we're not at that point yet where there's like a, a norm. I mean, there are norms, but they're not commonly agreed upon across communities or individuals. I have people, I know people have pissed on Facebook, like in all caps, like, oh, fuck this. I'm so frustrated right now. End of story. And I'm like, what am I to do with that? Um, If if you're a normal person, you would then either text them or send them a private message. I mean, like, like, come on. Like, it's not. Okay, well, no, I'm going to push back on you. First of all. Is that what normal people are supposed to be doing? Like responding to vague cries for help? Like who is that meant for? Is it meant for all 1,000 of your friends? Why not? It's meant for the person who saw it. If if someone saw it. Listen, when you go on Facebook, we understand the nature of we understand the nature of that communication channel, right? It's um, the assumption is that no, I don't know. I'm saying it out into the ether, but I don't know who else is there watching, right? Or, or, or listening. So if your eye catches somebody who's expressing grief, why would you ignore it? Well, okay, wait, let's walk back. Like Jason said before, when people express like grief or like something like whatever, something terrible happened, like, oh, my kid is in the hospital or there's some illness or whatever, then there is an appropriate method for responding to that. But I'm talking about what Jason was saying. Like there's no agreed upon etiquette. So if I post on Facebook, I cannot believe that just fucking happened. I am so done. This is bullshit. Period. And I have Yeah, it's like, you know, did you get a parking 20, ticket or did I, like I, I have twenty five hundred friends and that got posted on my wall. Trisha, you're saying that like anyone who sees that if anyone like the onus is the onus is on them to respond and be like, What happened? Yeah, I mean like it's just like I mean I, I think 
I think one of the, you know, this is this is the thing about Marshall McLuhan, right? Because Marshall McLuhan said that the medium is the message, meaning that you are changed by media. And if you are in that person's presence, there's a natural response expected. What happens? Yes, if you're in their what presence. Happens? I know, but you're in their presence. Mediated experiences, just because there's distance, you're still in present. You're still there, especially if you saw that the posting happened right now. Like if the post, if, if you just posted that and I happened to see it, I'd either call you or I'd say, hey, what happened? And then you feel free to then share. And then then two hours later when someone comes on and they're like, oh, wow, this bad thing happened to Chris and somebody asked and blah, blah, blah. Oh, Chris, I'm so sorry that happened. You know, it's just like I, I, I find that people are not pushing back enough on the things that are happening around them. We're human beings. There are things that are happening. We know what the appropriate responses are. We are allowing our technologies to undercut what is appropriate yeah. I, and I di- useful. I disagree because it's, it's a two-way street. When I hear the point that you're making, Chris, is that, Tricia, like people are posting things that are not clear. And, and I know you're saying, well, then ask for clarification. But I, I might look at a Facebook feed and I see like 10 different posts, right? And one's from someone I barely know, one's from someone I really don't like very much, one's from someone I'm close with. And like, you're always, you know, you're always negotiating, like, who's saying what? Is this really important? And, and you know, I'll be honest, like, there, there are people, there are people that I would inquire, but there are people that I wouldn't, because yeah. like, I don't know them that well. And it's like, why are what? they on your, why are they on your Facebook feed? Well, and that's and that goes all the way that's back the to thing. what I said like, earlier. Is why that, are they there? But that's, well, because but, the, well, the question is, what's the purpose of Facebook? Like, I don't use exactly. Facebook for intimate conversation. So, why are they there? Because people requested to be friends, and I'm like, sure, Facebook friends. Like, this is a way for me to, you know, know what different people are doing. It's similar to like going to your high school reunion. Like to me, Facebook is like going to my high school reunion. It's like, what's everybody doing? Like, and that's Trisha, how I so- use it. And Trisha, what you're revealing is that the people on your Facebook, like the friends that you have on Facebook, are people who are close to you that you feel comfortable, anyone on that list, just giving a call and reaching out to and checking in with personally. Um, um, I'm just revealing that my Facebook feed is not filled with strangers. That's what yeah, I'm revealing. That's what I'm, I'm saying. But, that's I'm just, what I'm saying. But, I, but what I'm saying is that you can have an interaction with what – I'm, what I'm trying to suggest is that Facebook is not naturally one thing. And I, 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 I really push back on this notion of Facebook as, oh, I'm going to be Facebook friends. You can decide how Facebook is going to function. Yeah. The more we sort of become a slave to this idea that I'm going to use this as just some sort of casual network. And like, I just think we have to be really careful about that. Because I, like, I don't yeah. think a slave to it. That's how yeah, no one uses no, it. I don't but, disagree but, with you, but I also don't feel like anyone is. In, no, I don't think that's an insidious idea. No, I think you're, you're right. You use it the way that you want to use it. And some people can use it casually and some people can use it to like connect. Except if you are deciding to use Facebook performatively, which is which is what Facebook encourages. Yes. You know, Facebook encourages you to have as many friends as possible. It is yeah. impossible mm-hmm. for you to feel connected to 600 people, which is why mm-hmm. which is why Facebook posts become a certain thing. This is when you Mm -hmm. have to ask yourself what you're doing with your technology. If your technology is about having the most followers see you, then of course your videos are performative. Mm -hmm. They have to be. 
Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, but, I, I don't disagree with that at all. You're you right. Know, I think that's, and I think that's been really a lot of the tension around this idea that people, because after a while, remember when Facebook first started, it was like a, initially you're like, oh my God, I'm connecting with all these people. And it's right. And then there was this. And then you're like, mm, I'm connecting with all these people. Exactly. <laughs> but then there was this like subtle shift. I remember people talking about that where people started admitting that Facebook was really performance Based? Well, I remember people got very. Yeah. It was, remember you and I talked about this. There was a moment in time where everyone really began to hate Facebook, yes. even as they began to accumulate more and more friends. Because because like, they mm. accumulated more and more friends to perform to. It was less about connecting. And then they felt a weird. The social pressure exactly. became weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I understand. I I think it's weird. I, I understand what you're saying for sure, Trisha. Like it's not. It's not one thing. And Facebook does encourage you to have thousands of friends so that you can, you know, so advertiser can advertise to them. I mean that you can connect with them and like well, their posts or whatever. So, <laughs> you hit the so, nail on the head. Yeah. So that's what Facebook <laughs> is interested in. And I, but also to Jason's point, not yeah. that these points are in opposition, but Jason's point, I think because it is so many different things to so many different people, there's no common etiquette. If you go to back to school night at a school and there's other parents there, some who you know well and some who you don't, there's still an etiquette about how you perform in that space. You don't just walk into the middle of the lunchroom and shout, oh, I'm so fucking tired. Like, you know what I mean? Doing that next time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because that's the etiquette of the place. Like, that's even right. if you did do that, like, maybe a friend would come over and be like, yo, what's going on? But even that friend would lower their voice because there's a social etiquette around that. We don't have that for Facebook. And and I think, not that that's the problem, but that's one of the features of Facebook. It's not the problem. Can I ask you all a question then? Sure. Um. So then we have a president-elect that breaks. Oh, boy. No, but this is the we question, didn't waste, right? We didn't waste any time. No, but, but what I was asking is, if social etiquette is how behavior is controlled, then what happens when someone breaks it all the time? Like what, what, what then becomes uh, the new norm? I think we're finding out. I think that's what the struggle has been in covering Trump. We talked about this. You know, he releases this tweet, which may or may not have ramifications. And I think that's why the New York Times and Washington Post are falling over themselves. They don't know how to deal with that. I mean, one, it's the question of the, the message itself. And then it's the question of the medium. How do we respond to a tweet? What does it mean? And it's all the questions you asked last episode, Trisha. It's like, how much weight do we give this? And I don't think there's a there's not a clear answer because we don't have clear guidelines. Right. But I mean, even moving beyond tweets, because I think okay. I think this I think this presidency is going to be marked by lots of breaking of social mores. So, which which is clearly happened. He's this is a person who said out loud that he had molested someone. And people were fine with that. So, you know what I mean? Like this person has been accused of things that were, they were probably not illegal because there were never any laws about them, but mm-hmm. they were sort of, there were sort of social understandings about what you were supposed to do. So for example, a clear cut example, you were not, you, we don't have a law about you releasing your taxes. It was just common practice, right? right? He didn't do that. So it's like, this is what I'm asking. Like social mores are getting broken all the time now. How do you rein behavior in when that when people just throw those out the door? Well, I think one of the challenges is, and this is part of why the media doesn't know what to do with it, is part of why the Republican Party doesn't know what to do with it, is that uh, for a lot of people, what you're describing, Trisha, is exactly what was attractive 
and what is attractive about Trump. Because I think, you know, a lot of people seem to feel that they didn't have a way to, you know, air their grievances and they were, you know, being expected to behave within certain narrow parameters that were not meeting their needs. And here comes, and they felt like politicians, you know, behave according to an etiquette, which is not authentic. Mm. Uh, And then here comes a guy who's going to say, you know, fuck all that. You know, you're asking like, how do you rein it in? I think a lot of people don't want to rein it in. They want to, you know, see how far it goes and whether they're going to benefit from it. But can't, I mean, but isn't that, but that's sort of, it's funny because if you think back to your social studies class or any sociology class, that's what grounds a society are the informal rules that we all participate in without ever, mm-hmm. ever having to say them explicitly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of people are asking that question. I mean, the question you're asking, which is how, how far is this going to go? How much might this actually change the society? And, and we don't know. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. We're, we're all going to find out together. <laughs> okay.